0: 2022 we got a beautiful day here in the midwest blue skies it's going to be a little bit cooler than it has been just took a walk through the woods this morning saw a couple turkeys some squirrels and it was a beautiful walk thanks for joining us on the affirm america podcast if you haven't subscribed yet you can run over to affirmamerica.com, put your email address in there we'll notify you when a new episode comes out also, 2,000 mules is still playing over there, free of charge. Check that out. Find out why the 2020 election was stolen. Doness Souza's documentary is shocking. All right, these are your top headla- headlines for this uh, Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. Headline number five. Early presidential polling in New Hampshire. DeSantis leads Trump by tight margin. Fox News. A public opinion survey in New Hampshire, the state that for a century has held the first primary and presidential race, indicates that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has a razor-thin margin over former President Donald Trump in a hypothetical 2024 GOP primary matchup. According to polling numbers released on Wednesday by the University of New Hampshire Survey Center, 39% of likely Republican primary voters in the Granite State would support the first-term Florida governor with 37% backing the former president. Respondents were provided a list of potential contenders for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination, and DeSantis' margin was well within the survey's sampling error. UNH, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is now statistically tied with former President Donald Trump in the New Hampshire Republican primary. Support for DeSantis has more than doubled since October. DeSantis runs better against Biden than does Trump, a further sign of Trump's weakening support among New Hampshire Republicans. Okay, so it's uh, still a little early for the uh, presidential polling. I mean, the numbers can change. It's still a long ways away until 2024, two and a half years or so. But uh, we can see it is uh, beginning to shift a little bit. Trump was at the top of the polling, and now we're seeing DeSantis coming up and uh, challenging his polling numbers, which is a good thing. I mean, we need good uh, competition in our election of our next president. Uh, either of those two guys, President Trump or DeSantis, would be great picks to lead the GOP in 2024. We'll just have to wait and see how things uh, pan out. Maybe they might be work together as a a double ticket, uh, maybe Trump on top, maybe DeSantis' VP. Who knows at this point? we got a long ways to go, but it is— uh, it's starting to heat up as we approach the uh, midterm elections. That's when the real primary race uh, for president begins. All right, headline number four. Bipartisan Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act takes effect from the National Review. A major law to combat the Chinese Communist Party's enslavement of Uyghurs took effect today, kicking off a vigorous effort to enforce an effective ban on importing goods from Jing. The law contains a rebuttal presumption, meaning that importers must prove that any goods originating from Xijing or from forced labor-connected entities in China were not produced using forced labor. That's a significant standard, filing the gaps left by previous discrete U.S. government actions to block certain cotton and agricultural imports. Companies and industries as varied as textiles agriculture, and green technology have been found to use Uyghur-forced labor. In 2020, the Australian Strategic Policy Institute found that at least 80,000 Uyghurs were placed in slave labor programs across China between 2017 and 2019 alone. From just the news, the China's ruling Communist Party has opposed the rule enforcement repeatedly arguing that the United States' claims about human rights violations toward the Uyghur population being vicious lies. U.S. business leaders are also concerned about the enforcement, saying the federal government has not provided clear enough guidance on steps they must take to prevent their imports from being seized at the U.S. border. The law treats all goods with a connection to the Xinjiang region as though they are the product of labor camps and requires the importer to prove that they are not before being let into the country. Okay, so what's happening with the uh, Uyghurs in China is nothing less than a genocide. It's just a horrible slave labor camps. There's over a million people in these concentration camps being used for labor to produce cheap goods. They're harvesting uh, their organs and selling them on the open market. It's a complete human rights violation, and the fact that uh, the uh, international community is taking steps to avoid this type of atrocity that's going on with the Chinese Communist Party is a good thing. The most difficult part of it, though, is, is to be able to uh, police it and to monitor what's going on, and the U.S. government hasn't really clearly been able to follow up on that part of the law that's being passed. But it is a good thing, and we really pray for the Uyghurs and hope that uh, this can end, this nightmare. But this is what you get with a Chinese Communist Party, okay? So remember what totalitarianism is. Anywhere throughout history, this is what is the end result. We do not want it here in America. We do not want socialism. We do not want communism. We affirm the American ideal based on our Constitution and our founding fathers. All right, headline number three, Biden blames Putin for gas hike while Fed Chair Jerome Powell says prices were rising before the invasion. Mixed messaging from the Biden administration continues. Town Hall, Biden to companies that run gas pumps. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. All right, so let's hear from uh, Joe Biden on this uh, absurd idea that he came up with. To the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump, this is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. Okay, so there you go. You got Joe Biden that has no idea how the energy business works. He has no idea that the people that run the gas stations don't set the price. They have to purchase it from the refineries, from the producers, from the big oil companies. So his uh, comments are just... Completely out of touch. I think most of these guys didn't take economics when they were in school. They kind of skipped over that. And Joe Biden is real proof that that's exactly what's going on. All right, Katie Pavlich testifying in front of the Senate Banking Committee Wednesday. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell cut down the Biden administration's main argument and explanation for inflation. The Putin's price hike narrative is used by administrative officials multiple times per day and has been adopted by Democratic allies on Capitol Hill. The data, however, tells a different story. Inflation is a result of Biden's $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, which was passed solely by Democrats in early 2021. From the RNC Research, Would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? Federal Chair Powell No, inflation was high before, certainly before the war in Ukraine broke out. Okay, so uh, it's starting to come out now. We know, everybody knows that these are just spins. These are lies from the Biden administration. Inflation was already happening. The real result is them printing money and also the huge spending bill that they passed in 2021, the $1.9 trillion so-called COVID relief and now we got what they, what they passed. So just keep that in mind when the midterms roll around and who you vote for. If you want to continue to see high inflation, high energy costs, then vote Democrat. If not, vote these rascals out and put an end to this insanity. All right, headline number two. Democrat Andrew Gillum charged with 21 counts of fraud, conspiracy, and making false statements during the 2018 gubernatorial race. NBC. Andrew Gillum, the once-rising Florida Democratic star who narrowly lost the 2018 governor's race to Ron DeSantis, was hit with a 21-count federal indictment Wednesday for wire fraud, related conspiracy charges, and making false statements. Gillum, the former Tallahassee mayor, was charged along with his mentor, Sharon Letman-Hicks, for fraudulently fundraising from various entities between 2016 to 2019, according to a Department of Justice press release. The Justice Department said the two allegedly diverted some of the money to a company controlled by Letman Hicks, who fraudulently disguised the funds as payroll payments to Gillum. From the Daily Wire, If found guilty, Gillum faces up to five years in prison for making false statements, 20 years in prison for conspiracy to commit wire fraud, and 20 years in prison per charge for wire fraud. So we came that close to having this uh, criminal, our governor in Florida, versus Ron DeSantis. Now, when we look back, since Ron DeSantis came into Florida and how much progress he's made, and the fact that this guy, this Democrat, was cheating, which is pretty much what all the Democrats do. They stole the 2020 election. Then this is what you get. And now we can see that uh, this guy could end up spending the rest of his life in jail for fraud and conspiracy. So uh, we really dodged a bullet there in Florida. Thank God Ron DeSantis was elected as governor because he's a rising star that will one day be the president of the United States. All right, headline number one. Tom Cotton, Jim Banks, to introduce bill allowing children to sue doctors for damages related to gender transition surgery. From the National Review, Senator Tom Cotton, Republican from Arkansas, and the Republican Study Committee, a House caucus led by Representative Jim Banks, Republican from Indiana, announced on Wednesday that they would be introducing the Protecting Minors from Medical Malpractice Act in both chambers of Congress this session. The bill responds to growing concerns over the use of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgical procedures to alter minors' physiological and outward appearance. Once signed into law, the bill would allow victims and legal guardians to sue surgeons who perform gender transition surgeries on minors or doctors who prescribe them hormone treatments up to 30 years after the subjects reach the age of majority. Other provisions would clarify that federal law cannot be construed to force medical practitioners to offer such procedures and prevent federal health funds from going to states that force medical practitioners to perform gender transition procedures. From Fox News, Cotton told Fox News Digital in a statement that gender transition procedures aren't safe or appropriate for children. Unfortunately, radical doctors in the United States perform dangerous, experimental, and even sterilizing gender transition procedures on young kids who cannot even provide informed consent. Cotton continued, our bill allows children who grow up to regret these procedures to sue for damages. Any doctor who performs these irresponsible procedures on kids should pay. Okay, here's uh, another rising star, uh, Tom Cotton. He's going to be another presidential contender in the future. Uh, This is just common sense stuff. And uh, I like the fact that uh, these Republicans are pushing back on this crazy, absurd idea of transitioning young children, uh, gender transition surgeries. It's just, uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's insane. If you look at the studies behind it, this is dysphoria. This is a mental illness. Many times the kids grow out of these things. They go through it, it's a phase. I mean, they're, they're developing their character and their personality. They're understanding what it means to be a man or a woman as they grow up. The fact that they're making decisions that can alter the future of their life. And Houston, we got a problem. So let's hope that uh, this law passes and this puts the fear of God in these doctors that consider doing these types of surgeries, this type of uh, sterilization castration of little boys to become women. It's just insane and it's uh, satanic. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day and God bless you. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.